Hey cassettes and welcome back to another briefcase from the Black Case Diaries. <laughs> Watching the fire reflecting in Marcy's glasses while she laughed was actually very eerie. <laughs> Jarring. <laughs> oh yeah, both of you have it. Yeah. We're usually three old friends learning everything we can about movies and TV and hopefully teaching you in the process. I'm Robin. I'm Marcy. I'm Adam. Hey. It's fe- frightening February, which means it is time for another briefcase around the campfire. Yeah. Our last one ever for frightening February. For February, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but not our last one ever, ever. No, we'll continue to do this. I mean, we have to, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the penultimate. <laughs> We're definitely going to do one in October. Yeah. Yeah. As usual, out in front of a real live campfire yes we have a real campfire in front of us we're in undisclosed location we'll never tell you where we are (laughs) just kidding we're at no (laughs) here's the address find us at 455 yeah (laughs) um (laughs) so we've gathered around together and usually it's super duper cold but Mm -hmm. because of some some fun things with the climate it's actually really really warm it's like 50 some degrees and we're not shivering at all. No. We've got some light sweatshirts on, and yeah. uh, we're just hanging out with our friends by the fire on a nice Saturday night. It's kind of cool. Just ready to get spooked. Yeah, we're gonna tell some scary stories. I do these. <laughs> well, I don't know how to say it. I don't love them. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. It's the, it's... But I'm not. I'm not not having a good time. <laughs> And I'm not going to say, like, I that don't sounded, want to do it. That sounded very convincing. Yeah. Are you convinced, Rob? It's not like he's he's not having a good time, right? It's yeah. Just, uh, he's just, uh, I'm not not having a good time is what yeah. I said. Clearly. Yeah. Crystal. So, yeah. No, it's just like, you know, how it is. Scary things get, get to me sometimes, so right. we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Moving on, uh, does anyone have any scary stories they want to say or tell before we, we, before we, we really read some Before we really dive in. Yeah, before yeah. we really dive in. Uh, not really a story, but I will say lately I've just been, you know how when you see things out of the corner of your eye and you think that they're like a a person or Mm -hmm. an animal or whatever, but you just look and it's like a bottle of cleaner or something or or a coat over. I've just been getting that a lot recently and I don't know why. I don't know if it's just because I've been watching more spooky things lately, but I just... I just keep feeling like I, I've uh, had this paper, these paper towels and this bottle on my stairway. And like every time I go past like the stairway, I just let my brain is like, oh, my gosh, there's an animal there. Yeah. And I look and of course, it's just the same yeah. bottle of stuff that I've had there. And I don't Jeez. know why. I It's actually crazy because I've been noticing it with me, too. Lately. Yeah. Yeah. I've been seeing stuff. And I don't know what it is or, like, you know, usually yeah. you can figure it out. Yeah. Um, sometimes I see, like, I saw a light in my bathroom, you know. Oh, yeah. Kind of just, like, yeah. quickly go across my bathroom oh, and, and I don't know what it was, yeah. you know, if it was from a car outside or Jeez. what, you know. Yeah. And, like, things like that have been happening, happening. to me. Yeah. Hey, I noticed, I was like, I wonder why things are really ramping up lately. Yeah. Also, my lights have been going out more. I'm, I'm going to have to replace a bunch of light bulbs. Oh, that's <laughs> the worst. Bummer. Yeah. Yeah, it, the, there's one light in our kitchen that is like, 
it's an LED thing. Yeah. But it's on a dimmer, and I don't think it was meant to be. Oh. So it like if you dim it a little bit, it's like I don't like this, and it, it just oh, freaks flickers. out. Yeah, so that's kind of reminds me of that. I have no reason. I don't know why my lights flicker in the bathroom no. upstairs, um, and it happens sporadically. Mm-hmm. It just happens sometimes when I'm in there, just going to the bathroom. Huh. Yeah, I've took a video fun. of it to show it to my husband because yeah. it doesn't happen he doesn't, to him. Oh, what? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he was like, oh, we'll have to get new lights. I was like, yeah, yep, we do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we better. <laughs> yeah. Dunk him in Make holy sure water for yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Did I, did I tell you guys about my sleep paralysis episode? I don't Ooh. think so. I don't recall I don't it. Remember. Maybe if you start tell, telling, telling us. It, but I, I think I would remember that. I, yeah, I'm, I remember talking about sleep paralysis before, I but yeah. I don't recall. I may have told it, it during a Patreon oh, piece but not on of a previous official. episode. But, yeah. But for those of you who are not patrons and want to hear, I had my first ever sleep paralysis it's basically what i have to assume it was yeah um where i ariel had left for work this was like it had to have been a weekend because i was home by myself yeah and i remember vividly what the room looks like right with the some light coming in because it was getting later in the day Yeah. yeah like I want to say ten by ten o'clock. There's light coming in, and I had been super exhausted the previous night. So I was still, you know, a lot of times I'll stay awake in bed and just be on my phone or whatever before I decide to get up. But this time I was like, I went back to sleep. So, and I I remember in my dream, I there was a moment where I was in my bed in the bedroom exactly how it looked right yeah and i just thought within the dream i thought i heard something out of outside the room like somebody had just opened the door or somebody was coming home or whatever oh and i went to to do something about it to get up and see what the hell was going on but i couldn't move i was seeing the room perfectly yeah yeah like i like it felt to me like my eyes were open and i was looking yeah yeah but i could not move Ugh. there was nothing on me yeah there, i didn't see anything else in the room i didn't yeah. have a weight on me yeah but i remember my hand was up like this on my pillow next to me yeah and i was kind of facing away from the door and i could i could just move my eyes because i could see the door and i was trying to felt like the head something heaviest. just the heaviest oh. i couldn't do anything i was like what Whoa. is happening Ugh. and i couldn't do it until there was a moment where i just relaxed again and then and then my eyes opened in real life and i was like oh i'm awake now oh it okay. was so strange oh god Weird. i can only describe it as a sleep paralysis no that yeah. that sounds but like I sleep did, paralysis. there was no sleep paralysis demons thank, thank god yeah. i didn't see anything yeah. there was it was it was like the room was already lit. Yeah. There weren't any lights on, but there was enough light coming from the windows and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And as soon as I, like, I just stopped fighting it, I guess. 
relaxed yeah. for a moment and then I opened my eyes for real and I was back and I was fine. Right, yeah. But it was so strange because it looked like it it seemed to me like I just blinked because yeah. the, I was seeing the exact room. Yeah. Blinked and then was able to move no, that's in the so exact scary. room again. Like nothing oh, changed. Man. Yeah. It was I hate and I was like that that yeah. had to have been what it was. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hate dreams like that. Now. Yep. Yeah. Dude, that's so scary. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, no, it's okay. It's just Ooh. like, wow. And obviously there was nobody. Yeah. You know, there was nothing happening. My dog was still in the bed. She didn't even move. Like, she would have yeah. gotten up and barked at somebody. Yeah. Right, if right, right. Like, definitely, yeah. definitely. So it was literally nothing. She even looked at me like, what? What's going on? <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> Man. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I've had those happen. I've had a lot of dreams where I'm just in the room. Mm-hmm. But of course, like, I, usually something's going on. I'm in the room. Someone's trying to talk to me. Either there's someone who has passed away or right. um, a, a ghost girl that I've never seen before. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was sleep paralysis. Somebody at work told me. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was like, that's like, that sounds like sleep paralysis. Oh, and I was like, really? I, she was like, right, yeah. And. She said, but usually you're, like, really scared. And yeah. It's not like you were scared in those situations. Yeah, one recently that happened was uh, in my bedroom, like always, and I was starting to fall asleep. And lately I've just been feeling weird. Like, I've just, you know, a few months ago <laughs> when, like, you know, having some weird things happen, like, you know, I had that dream with the girl yeah. by my bed and all that stuff. Yeah. And Adam basically yelled at the ghost in my house and was yeah. like, Robin can't help you. Leave you, leave yeah. Robin alone. And uh, do you remember that when that yeah. happened? Yeah. Adam did that. Put a, you put a, like, no ghosts on the board, too. <laughs> yeah, Adam Adam basically gave the ghost the business, which was so funny because then the microphone popped. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And we, We'd never had that happen. We'd before. literally never yeah. had it happen. But Adam, Adam yelled at the ghost and the microphone popped. And then I remember editing the episode after that, and there were, like, unexplained noises. Noises and stuff, yeah. Yeah, in the episode, and I was like, yikes. And so I felt like, I was like, oh, Adam, like, banished the ghosts. Like, yeah. everything's going to be were, okay. Uh, they were packing up. They, yeah. That's what we were hearing. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you heard. You heard their little suitcases being packed up. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Good. Get yeah. out. They, they out say that's that kind of all you have to do, you yeah. know. But it was happening to me, and I had it was like I was awake in the room, and yeah. but like snow or ash Whoa. was like falling huh. on me. Yeah, it was Whoa. really strange. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember seeing like the white flakes. That sounds way worse than because <laughs> like because like it's funny you said how usually people feel scared in those yeah. moments. Yeah, yeah. I I can't say that I felt scared. More just like super confused right right just like what is happening yeah because i because you know i remember seeing the room but i you know you don't fully comprehend dreams most of the time yeah yeah so i can't say that i fully understood anything yeah until waking up and realizing what had happened yeah so i i can't say that i was afraid but i i don't know it was not wasn't like fun <laughs> i wouldn't do it again yeah would not recommend <laughs> but, but yeah would not all right so is there anything else you guys want to talk about I, no i think we're primed I, <laughs> this this i i don't think i'd attribute this necessarily to anything weird or spooky but i do find it odd that 
since we've moved into our house, um, it, it, you know, it's obviously an old house, and the mm-hmm. garage, I think, was less touched by the people who fixed the house before <laughs> selling it, right? Yeah. Because not that long ago, like, this is a two-car garage with some shelves and cabinets around the walls, right? Yeah. I park in front of a couple cabinets, and Ariel parks her car in front of some shelves. A while ago, one of the cabinets fell just out of nowhere. Whoa. My car okay. my car was not there, okay. so I did not get hit by this cabinet. Okay. But it was like we just came home, and there was a cabinet on the ground. Like, the whole thing. It was empty, yeah. but it must have just, over time, it just, it just let yeah. go. Yeah. And th- and now, this this one happened... Um, either yesterday or the day before, on the other side, one of the shelves collapsed that did have stuff Jeez. on it. Oh, no. Oh, Ariel's car okay. was not there. Oh. So we lucked out twice. Twice now, yeah. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What are the odds of that? I, I would check those other shelves and make we sure have they're ar- secure. <laughs> <laughs> we have already decided to take down everything. Oh, okay. We are yeah. going to redo. Yeah. <laughs> we are going to redo everything that's on the walls. It's a good call. Um, but it was just like, so I, I can't say that's like a spooky, but it is an odd coincidence kind of thing. Like, just over, yeah. like, no signs of them getting ready to fall, no buckling, yeah. no, no sounds, no nothing. Just yeah. one day, it's just, yeah, and they're on the ground. Jeez. The shelf dumped all of my, all of my stuff all over the yeah. damn place. But luckily, <laughs> you know, course. nothing broke. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Okay, well, I think we've got a couple of stories to read for you guys. Yeah. That's right. All Adam right. has an original story to share with okay. us. Okay, so yeah. whenever we do these, <laughs> one of the first things that Robin says. It's like, okay, when are we going to do the case around the campfire? Do you guys want to write original stories? <laughs> it's like right along with it. It's like always yeah. part of it. Yeah. And, you know, I think a couple times ago I had like another you one. Did. You did. That I had come up with. I was hoping you'd have another one. And I, yeah. ha- and I have been working on another one. Yeah. Preparing nice. for this. And finally this time it's like I have it. Um, I'm not trying to build it up to be like super cool and amazing, but it's just like the timing of it worked out. Like this time, you know, it wasn't ready for last time we yeah. did this. Yeah. And it's like, shoot. And actually, now that I think about it, it's a good thing. I It's probably a good thing I didn't have it ready for the time when we basically had a seance. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Because it probably would have freaked Snap. me out myself, even though I wrote it. So, anyway. <laughs> so, this story has gone through like many. Revisions. Revisions as I've like slowly been trying to. That's awesome. Nice. Up. It doesn't have a name. Okay. Uh, either. So. Uh, the story with no name. Here we go. Many years ago, in the heart of an untamed wilderness, an archaeological team embarked on a mission to unveil the secrets of an ancient site thought to be from a lost civilization. For several days, they dug beneath the layers of sediment, they unearthed structures forgotten by time. Room after room, corridors twisting and intersecting with great complexity, almost as if purposefully confusing. Then their eager anticipation turned to hushed whispers as the dirt gave way to a much larger, dark room. With flashlights in hand, they stepped through, and on the far wall was an ancient painting. 
It was like that of ancient Egyptian paintings, done by hand in a primitive but sophisticated style. It was of a shadowy being with its eyes gleaming with an otherworldly intelligence. Unsettled but not detoured, the expedition team basked in their discovery. That evening was a joyful affair, with a roaring fire, music, and champagne to celebrate their amazing find. Then suddenly, the music stopped and the fire dimmed. An eerie silence enveloped the camp. The pale moon cast long, sinister shadows, and the air grew thick with an unspoken fear. Unbeknownst to the team, the structure they had uncovered was a prison, a labyrinth meant to never be escaped. The painting was a warning to anyone foolish enough to delve into it. They had released what had been imprisoned for a reason, a malevolent force restrained for centuries. With each passing moment, the atmosphere turned more ominous. The expedition members, once confident, now felt an unseen presence stalking their every move. Distorted whispers echoed through the night, blending with the rustling leaves, creating a symphony of dread. The team did their best to shake off the fear, restoke the fire, and get back to enjoying their evening. But at the stroke of midnight, the creature, free from its ancient prison, emerged from the shadows. Its form, a grotesque blend of nightmare and reality, cast a chill upon all who witnessed it. Unearthly sounds emanated from the depths of the forest, as if the trees mourned the release of this ancient evil. The expedition's leader, driven by a mix of curiosity and terror, moved toward the creature. The fire crackled with an unholy energy with each step closer the creature's eyes staring into it, paying no attention to the approaching team leader. The rest of the expedition members, frozen in terror, could only watch as their leader recited various ancient languages, trying to speak with the being. When the creature finally reacted, its response was not one of understanding, but of malevolence. The earth trembled, a surge of raw power swept over the camp. The forest came alive with nightmarish apparitions as the ancient creature unleashed its wrath, knocking the team leader to the ground. The creature roared, and shadows danced, the fire ignited high into the air, and the very fabric of reality seemed to unravel around them. In the aftermath, the expedition site was left in ruins. With no trace of the unearthed creature or the structure it was released from, the surrounding wilderness, once teeming with life, now showed the scars of an ancient force unleashed. Today, if you were to go to the site, you'd see nothing but the ring of stones surrounding a pile of ashes. So there you go. Yeah. That's my scary story. That was great, Adam. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I like it. Man, uh, what's the moral of your story? <laughs> there isn't one. Oh, really? <laughs> I think it's uh, mind your business. Mind yeah. Or mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> Don't unearth uh, yeah. old things that should not be unearthed. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. I didn't go into it intending to uh, to to come up with one, but I guess, yeah, that's, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Don't mess with, don't mess uh, with it. Although I feel like 
if they were trying to warn people off of uh, digging, they would have put that uh, that scary well, monster <laughs> visual before, like that, at the entrance. Well, well, it, was, it was ancient and buried. You know, it's yeah, it was all yeah. just just discombobulated. No, I, get, I like it. No, I'm, I mean, I just I just think that's a little bit funny. Marcy, you're so were, funny. Like, freshly built. She's like, I got some. I'm poking some holes in your story there, Adam. <laughs> no, it makes more sense for it to be further in. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I do this with movies. The, and the stuff idea. Too. It's okay. <laughs> the idea is that they I they had to have already gone in and opened it before they even knew. Yeah. Right. Because if they had yeah. seen right. it on the outside, yeah. maybe they wouldn't have it dug into it. Dug. But it was yeah. like they found out way too late. Yeah. 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 All right. So what I thought I might do is uh, I thought about the things that my dad used to do to scare us when we were kids. My dad would read us folktales from the Junior Classics. And if you're unfamiliar, the Junior Classics is that collection of books that every grandmother in America has. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> each one's a different color. Yeah, each one's a different color. They're all hardback books. And uh, my dad would read us from the Red Book. And he, there were a, a few select stories that were his favorite. There was Mr. Bun, which is a Russian folktale. It's essentially the gingerbread man. But one story that always scared me when I was a kid, um, what I did was I decided to read it to you guys, but I wanted to rewrite it. It's called The Hobbyists. Hobbyists? Yes, yes, The Hobbyists. Yes, The Hobbyists. Oh, Marcy's yes. familiar. I am familiar. I am going to go ahead and say, though, <laughs> there, I'm just going to go ahead and issue a trigger warning yes. for people who don't like to hear bad things happen to animals there's there's some bad stuff in this story yeah. um unfortunately but every, everything turns out okay in the end yeah it's, there's a moral not for one stuff. particular yeah. animal but for everything else yeah. okay. spoilers yeah <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been sitting quietly with a dog when suddenly its ears perk up to a sound you didn't hear Or have you seen a sleeping cat jolt awake and stare intently into the shadows? We often write this off as a fluke, saying that our animal friends just act silly sometimes, and there isn't anything to worry about. And that's probably true, most of the time. But no matter how good we are at calming our fears, there's always that pull in the back of our minds, that strange feeling that maybe they're trying to warn us of something beyond our view, possibly something dangerous. The English folktale I'm about to tell you is about this very thing. It's called The Hobbies. I am not okay already. (laughs) (laughs) Strap in. Long ago, somewhere along the English countryside, there lived a family in a house made of hemp stalks. It was an old couple, a woman and a man, who had taken in their orphan granddaughter, She was a quiet girl who spent her nights shivering her bed and clutching the covers around her. For some time, she could hear the terrors of the night creeping along the house. Her only comfort was Turpy, the family dog. Turpy was a stray that had taken a liking to the little girl. He had come upon her one afternoon as she was fetching water and had followed her ever since. He was a scruffy little pup with golden hair that partially hid his brown eyes. He was young and strong, despite the countless scraps he had been in with other stray dogs. There was no doubt that Turpy was a fighter, and there was no one that he loved more than the little girl. The old man didn't care much for Turpy. Keep that mutt away from our dinner, 
he'd shout when Turpy attempted to follow the little girl inside. The old woman didn't mind the dog too much, though she was more inclined to keep her husband happy than to feed Turpy scraps from the table. She did, however, let the little girl keep her friend, just as long as he stayed quiet. One night, the little girl heard rustling outside. She closed her eyes tight in the darkness, laying as still as stone. Out in the darkness, she heard the sound of impish voices. Habia, 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 they chanted. Tear down the hempstalks, eat up the old man and woman, and carry off the little girl. The little girl felt tears well up in her eyes as the voices got louder. Suddenly, a sharp sound pierced through the quiet night and drowned out the otherworldly chanting. It was Turpy. Turpy barked loud and clear, and the little girl heard the scrambling of unknown creatures as they hurried away. The little girl fell fast asleep, knowing she was safe with Turpy as her guardian. The next morning, she woke to the shouts of the old man, and Turpy squeals as he punished the dog for barking in the night. The little girl ran outside in protest, but the old man stood proudly by the injured dog, his dismembered tail in his hand. Little dog Turpy barks so that I cannot sleep nor slumber, he said, and I promised that if I lived till morning, I would cut off his tail. The little girl held her canine friend, who looked up her tears and nuzzled close. She turned to her grandfather and told him about the terrifying creatures that called themselves hobbyists, monsters in the night that promised to kill him and her grandmother. She explained that Turpy had saved them, but the old man wouldn't hear any of it. Keep it up and I'll punish you for telling stories, he said as he walked into the house. That night the goblin creatures came again and said, Hobby, 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 tear down the hemstalks, eat up the old man and woman, and carry off the little girl. And again, Turpy did his duty and protected the little girl. But the old man woke and shouted, Little dog Turpy barks so that I cannot sleep nor slumber, and if I live till morning, I will cut off one of his legs. The next morning, the little girl tried to lead Turpy away from the house, but it was no use. The old man found him and cut off his leg. And for the next several days, it continued. The hobbyist returned, Turpy would bark, and the old man would wake to wound the animal. And every time, the little girl would cry, wondering what she would do without her protector. One night the hobby is returned, and although Turpy had lost all of his legs, the fierce little dog barked and scared away the nasty creatures that had promised to eat the old man and woman and carry off the little girl. And just like the other nights, the old man woke and furiously promised to kill Turpy, saying, Little dog Turpy barks so that I cannot sleep nor slumber, and if I live till morning, I will cut off little dog Turpy's head. And the next morning, the old woman had to hold the little girl back as she screamed and begged her grandfather to spare Turpy. But the old man was a fatal combination of cruel and stubborn, and he cut Turpy's head off without a second thought. The little girl cried all day and night, her little body shaking from grief and fear. She sobbed uncontrollably until she heard the sound of footsteps outside her house and the familiar evil chanting of the hobbyas. Hobbya, 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 they cried out. Tear down the hempstalks, eat up the old man and woman, and carry off the little girl. The voices paused, as if waiting to hear the barking of little Turpy. But the barking never came. So the house began to shake. The hempstalks rocked and wavered as the hobbyas screamed with glee. 
The old man woke, his voice angry and booming, until he saw the sunken eyes and unsettling smile of the hobbyists, who descended on their dinner and ripped him to shreds before devouring every last morsel. Terrified for her life, the little girl tried to run, and she couldn't help but scream for Turpy, even though she knew he was gone. She made it just outside the house before the group of goblins scooped her up. The last thing she saw was the blood dripping from their mouths as they threw her into a sack, and she was swallowed by darkness. The hobbies carried her away to their home, a rotting cottage deep in the woods. They tormented her by knocking the, on the bag. Look me, look me, they squealed. They laughed all night until their bellies caught up with them and they fell into a deep slumber. The hobbies slept all day, their snores almost drowning out the crying of the little girl, who wondered what terrible fate awaited her. She called out for help, praying that someone would happen by. And suddenly, she heard the sound of heavy boots smack the floor inside the cottage. Who's there? She whispered. Hello? The voice called out. It was a man. I heard someone calling for help in here. The little girl flailed in the bag, and the man ran to her, opening the top and letting her catch her breath. How did you end up in here? He asked. The little girl took a moment to look at the man's face. He had kind eyes and a long beard that reached past the collar of his shirt. At his side, there was a large black dog, sitting obediently. The hobbyist took me away, she explained. We have to leave right now before they wake. I think they will eat me like they ate my grandparents. The man stood for a moment and looked around the room. He saw the blood stains from the night before and listened to the snores of the hobbies in the other room. He nodded, and without saying a word, he lifted the girl from the sack. He then turned to his dog and said, Teach them a lesson. The dog looked confused until the man picked him up and placed him in the same sack. Come home after, he whispered as he pulled the drawstring tight above the dog's head. The man carried the little girl to his home. He could see that she had been through great hardship and wanted to give her a safe place to sleep. The moment he placed her into bed, she fell into a deep slumber and didn't wake for two days. That night, the hobbyists gathered around the bag and continued to knock the top of it. Look me, look me, they shouted. And when they were done with their game, they pulled down the sack. Excited to eat their prey, they gleefully pulled open the bag to find a big dog baring his teeth. The hobbyist screamed as the dog showed no mercy on the creatures, tearing them to pieces. He ripped apart every last one of them, and although he was covered in blood, he happily trotted home to his master. When the man found his canine best friend at his doorstep, he breathed a sigh of relief. He gave the dog a good washing and a treat for his troubles, and the big dog, happy and clean, slipped into the bed next to the little girl. And as far as the story goes, that was the very last of the hobbies. No one ever saw or heard of them again. But who knows what else could be lurking in the shadows? Just remember the moral of the story. Cherish your animals. We might need them more than they need us. Oh, man. <laughs> what a horrible, horrible man. <laughs> Terrible. Seriously. Oh, Terrible. my gosh. I I remember just uh, that story really freaked me out when I was a kid. 
the the bad guys got it in the end. Mm-hmm. And now there's no more hobbyists. That's so. right. They're all gone. Yeah. According to the story. It said that was the last of the hobbies. He ate up, ho- ate up the hobbies, so there's no more. Is what it said. So don't forget about it. <laughs> Do you guys have anything else? Uh, I don't think so. Properly spooks now. So. <laughs> yep. Are you're you gonna... scared? Of, you're not scared of the hobbies. They're all gone. Uh, that's what they say. <laughs> He's gonna hug his little doggy that much tighter that's, tonight. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I know. What kind of a monster would hurt a dog? I know, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. It's kind of crazy because all of my animals do that, where they'll just like, yep. huh? It's <laughs> like, what did you hear that yes. I didn't? Oh, <laughs> my cats, they act, they really, truly, they react like somebody's talking to them, or, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you don't, you don't even listen to me when I talk. <laughs> yeah. What, <laughs> what are you listening to? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, my sweet little kitty slept next to me while I wrote that. So, oh. <laughs> well, I guess uh, I guess it's another briefcase closed. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a cute little clap. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to our patrons, and we will see you guys next week with a full-length episode, yes. probably about Stephen King's It, and we will uh, see you guys later. Goodbye. Bye.